Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome into Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. And we appreciate you joining us today as we preview the Tennessee Titans hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Both teams starting the season 1-0, and so this is a battle for first place in the AFC South. The two division rivals, another showdown. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, Denard, like I feel confident whenever you look at what the Titans, in particular Derrick Henry, has been able to do to this team over the last several matchups. This should bode well for the Titans. You look at the rosters, Titans are infinitely more talented. But as we saw last week, not many people were predicting that the Jaguars were going to be able to beat the Colts. And they went up, or they, they brought them into Jacksonville and walked away with a touchdown victory. So this game, obviously a little different. Fortunately, we're not having to wait for a 10-30 kickoff. But this coming Sunday at 1 Eastern, noon Central, the Titans are hosting Jacksonville. The weather's supposed to be sunny. You're looking at a high of around 75, so it should be good weather there. And I think we're going to have, it's going to be on CBS, but we're going to have Andrew Catalan and James Lofton on the call. But Denard, as we go into week two in the Titans with this matchup, what are your initial reactions? Well, you know, you got a team that's coming off a big, big old victory, okay? This is a huge victory when they had over the Colts. So, again, their confidence is high right now. This is what you want when Doug Marone wants from his team. He wants to build confidence, okay, because he knows that everybody has counted this team out from the start of the season. So what you want to do, you got to make sure that you don't take don't take this team lightly because I'm, I'm pretty sure the coach probably went in, you know, went in there and probably said, you know what, it's Jacksonville. They just got rid of Fournette. They just got rid of uh, Yannick. So they've cleaned house, Jalen, all those guys are gone. So right now we think they're going to tank it. That's not the way it works in this league. When you have a, a young dog like this and it develops confidence, it's a dangerous foe. So if you're Tennessee, one of the things you want to do, do not take this team lightly. Don't think what, don't go back and say, well, this is what happened last year. Last year's last year. You basically got to go into this game thinking, hey, this is going to be the toughest game of the year. Why? Because it's your next game. So that's the mentality that the ties, and it's a short week. This is about coming in with the mentality is that we got to get going and make sure that we can capitalize on what we did Monday night and just get better. And if you have that mentality, then I think this team will be all right Sunday. You kind of mentioned it that Jaguars are coming off of a big win, and maybe that's one of the things to where maybe their guard's down a little bit because no one was expecting them to win that game. And the Titans, I mean, we've kind of seen like, at least with Mike Vrabel, teams have a much of a hangover after a big win, at least since Ryan Tannehill has taken over. So I feel confident that it's going to be a business-as-usual type mentality. And I'm sure the Jaguars are saying the same thing. But whenever you look at just the rosters, if the Jaguars win, it's going to have to be from a schematic standpoint, unless the Titans just come out absolutely flat. 
Now, I won't say that won't happen because we've seen it happen before. The Titans came out flat, and they were fortunate that they didn't fall behind more than they did on Monday night against Denver. But one of the big takeaways for why the Jaguars ended up coming away with a win against the Colts, it was because they didn't turn the ball over. They didn't put up big numbers whenever you're talking about yards. They weren't, I wouldn't even say, extremely efficient. They just made sure that whenever they had the ball, every possession was going to end with a kick. And when you can do that, and sometimes it's not about making what I would necessarily say the plays that win you the game. Sometimes it's just making the plays that don't lose you the game. And I know that's extremely cliche. When you look at just, they threw for like, Gardner Minshew had 173 yards. Okay, like that's obviously not doing a lot. Now he did go 19 of 20 from the field, and that, that was efficient. But they only had 47 plays on the game. I mean, to put that in perspective for a running team, the Titans had 43 pass attempts against Denver. So they didn't win the time of possession. So it's just one of those things where it's like they didn't make that critical mistake and it ultimately ended up letting them win against the Colts. So if you're the Titans, protect the ball. Titans also walked away, fortunately, without any turnovers. Now they they should have had one uh, that, for, that got negated. If you can just limit those mistakes, this is a team that's, going to be able to go into every game with the opportunity of, and what I would even say is a, a high probability of winning uh, when you look at the Titans and how they have built this roster. So, Denard, as we are looking to this upcoming matchup against the Jaguars, what are your three keys to success for the Titans in order to come out of Sunday's battle with the victory? Well, first of all, Davey, I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball, being a former defensive player myself. So every week I'm going to start again, not with the DBs, but the boys up front. I told you earlier that I believe everything is predicated on the line of scrimmage, and I don't think it would be anything different differently this week. And this is the matchup that I want to see this week is Cam Robertson, Alabama Crimson Tide versus South Carolina Gamecock, Jadavion Clowney. I truly believe these edges will determine the course of this game. Harold Landry going against Jawan Taylor because this offensive line for Jacksonville, at least in my opinion, they're not that good. They cannot hold up in pass protection. Uh, when they, they like to run play action, unfortunately, you see a lot of times the pocket collapsing. So I think this would be a big week for Jadavion and Harold to make some big plays on that outside edge. Then I also think about their receivers and Chris Conley and DJ Shark, DJ Shark, of course, LSU, Conley, Georgia, SEC guys going against Malcolm Butler and either Joseph Jackson or Fulton. We don't know who's going to be in there, but I tell you what, I like these receivers for Jacksonville, but I do think that they can match up with Butler against Shark. And I think that Joseph or Jackson on Conley, I think the edge goes to us because I don't think those guys are speed burners. They're not, they don't like to run a lot of go routes. Everything is like three-step, a lot of uh, quick passes. They, they don't like to – very conservative on offense. So I think this is a game where if you Bard and Vaccaro, you kind of stay deep and just let your corners press, and I think they match up well against this team. The X factor is LaVisca Chenault. This is a guy they've been implementing in the game, so you've got to account for him. So whatever the slot receiver is, uh, in this game, he's going to have his work cut out because they're trying to implement this young man out of Colorado by my way. Dallas, Texas, a really good player. out. Of, he's really good. And one of the things they want to do is they want to utilize him in the slots and they want to let him be more like Adam Humphreys and kind of work the chains and do a lot of reading and getting in that zone and basically shutting it down. So it's going to be a lot of work they're going to put on Chenault 
and whoever this uh, whoever starts in the slot slot corner for us. Now on the opposite side of the ball, I give this week. I think this is a week that the D train will get going. Last week he had what 31 carries. Very tough game he played, but I do think they can do a lot of damage to this defensive line for Jacksonville. You're talking about Allen Jones, Brown, and Gotts. I don't think they match up well against our offensive line. I'm going with Humphreys, Lewan, Sappho, Jones, Davis, and Kelly this week. I think the big guys up in the trenches are going to put up a show. If you look at the Colts game last Sunday, the Colts basically gashed his defense. And when Marlon Mack went down is really what hurt Indy. But Jonathan Taylor comes in, the big dog out of Wisconsin, and basically he just picked up where Mack left off and put on a show. They didn't stop the screen well. They basically ran a lot of inside zone plays, a lot of inside zone runs the whole game. Uh, Jacksonville didn't have an answer. They could not account for the screen. The screen game was hurting them. And also they on the edges as well. I truly believe that they can that the Tennessee offense can work these young corners. And CJ Henderson is a rookie out of Florida. I would give AJ Brown the advantage there. And I think Corey Davis once again would be the X factor because I see Trey Herndon basically lining up on him. And I don't think I think that's a mismatch. So all across the board, like we talked about, Tennessee, for the most part, they're just more talented than this Jacksonville team. But again, watch out because this can come down to the leg of the kickers and the punters. So we, we think about with Jacksonville. One of the things that the reason that they won last week was Josh Lambeau and Logan Cook, their punter and their place kicker. They made some good, they made some good punts. They basically put Indy uh, in some bad field position, but they made their field goals. And I look at us, I think about Kern and I think of Gostowski. I think this is a big week in the kicking game. Everybody wants to see if those answers are, are basically cleared up this week is the kicking game is where it should be. And I believe it will. So I don't be surprised if this come down to an ugly game where it might come down on the leg of Gostowski again. Can you mentally handle another game with Gostowski being <laughs> up there at the end? Right, a kick, well, I don't know, I we'll say a 37 yard. I don't know if you can. The problem is you. I don't think you can handle another <laughs> week of this, and, and that's the problem. I think if it comes down to another week, I'm going to cut my phone off because I don't want to hear anything from you because I think you will be not only opinionated, but you will be very, very vocal on Twitter and everything else this week. So, yeah, I don't know if you can handle it. I can, but not you. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I think your point's extremely valid. Denard, from a fan perspective, Jacksonville has a lot of guys that not many people know who they are. Jacksonville, basically, they're so young. That's why a lot of us are really clueless as to what's going on with this team. They've gotten rid of so many guys. We saw A.J. Bowie last night. You know, one of their key, a few years ago, was one of the mainstays on that defense. You know, you got Jalen Ramsey. He's gone now. He's you know, he's out in L.A., you know, Leonard Fournette is out of there, Yannick's out of there. So they got so many of their really key guys, they're gone. But let me tell you something. They got some playmakers on that team. Miles Jack is one of the young up-and-coming stars in this league. He can play. I've been watching him since he was at UCLA. This was a guy who was a running back and a linebacker. He was a two-way player at, at, uh, at UCLA. And also, uh, Claymont, uh Chase on, you know, from LSU, their first round draft pick, really disruptive, but he's playing behind Josh Allen, who's a great uh, young defensive end out of Kentucky. So they got a lot of young players. That's the only asterisk that about this Jacksonville team is that they're so young. So when you're that young, what a coach's approach is basically, 
he's just building week in and week out. And what he's doing is just, just playing kind of conservative. And what he's going to go is just giving them little bit pieces in there until they can get good enough where he can start just giving them, giving them a lot to do. But right now, when you see a team like this, they're not going to load them up right now and say, listen, we're going to put the game in Gardner Minshew's hand. That's not going to happen right now because he's not that type of quarterback. He's only in his second year. So listen, right now, if you're Tennessee, this is a great matchup, but this is a game that you should win. This is a game that you should get because you are the more talented, you are the more experienced team. And I truly believe if Tennessee comes out, establish their dominance on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, I think they can basically blow this team right out of the stadium. I truly believe that. It's When you're looking at the lines, I mean, it is one of the bigger lines for the week. The initial line I saw was around Titans minus 11 after the Titans' performance in Denver at, and the Jags kind of upsetting the Colts like they did, that's starting to move in Jacksonville's favor. But, I mean, anytime I see like a double-digit line in the NFL, I'm tempted to, to go for the uh, the underdog because, I mean, you usually have a lot of games that come down to single possessions. But, yeah, this is a game to where you can have Derrick Henry feature him, make sure you try to just give him as many opportunities as possible and you're likely to see him just start stiff-arming people and breaking off the big one like he's done time and time again. Well, you know, the, the matchup for Tennessee is favorable. I mean, it just it's just like I said before. This team right now, this is a young team. You know, the Colts last week, let's just be honest, I think they beat themselves, you know, as much as you hate to admit that. But, again, a victory is a victory. You take, You get it like you can get it. But, you know, like I said before, I don't see no reason why Tennessee loses this game unless they just go out there and they're just deflated, okay? And, or they're just basically living off of Monday night. And I don't think Coach Mike Vrabel is going to allow that to happen because, listen, the way this game works, if you come out one Sunday and you're flat, this is what happens. You will end up regretting a game, especially knowing this is a division game. So if you're Tennessee, you want to get this because this is a divisional game. Divisional games, like I was always taught, is it counts for two. So you want to make sure you get this. And I know Tennessee is going to be up for this game because it's the first game in your stadium. So you don't have to travel. You don't have to go down to Duval County. You go right in your, your own backyard, rest in your own beds. And so, like I said before, Tennessee, this is a game they should basically blow this team right out of the stadium. If not, I would be very surprised if that don't happen. Denard, I know you're not big on putting numbers and predictions out there, but as we look – to Sunday, and you're having to, I guess, give an idea of what you expect this final score to be and just the outcome in general. What do you got going there? If I was looking at this score, I, the way the offense, the way the Tennessee offense looked the other night, and it should have been 26 points on a really good Denver team. They, Denver team was just too young. I wouldn't be surprised if they put up about 35 points this game. I wouldn't be surprised. And a lot of that's going to come from that. the running game. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see them actually starting to get some points there. I think I'm going to be just a little bit more conservative uh, with, with, I guess, how close this game actually turns out. And like you said, that Mike Vrabel's not the type of guy who's going to have his team coming off of a victory and looking like, oh, yeah, we got this. We can just roll in there. And I think after the way that game went on Monday night, they're not feeling great about themselves. Like, yeah, they're happy to walk out with a W, but they know that that was a sloppy performance. If you play the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, 
you're getting blown out of the building if that's the type of performance you're wanting to have. And those teams can put up points. So the Titans realize, like, hey, we got to actually start getting a lot more offensive production. And we need, like you said, we need to be in a situation where we're not even settling for field goals. We're just getting into the end zone. And and with that said, like I, I think, I think it's going to be a, one of those games where it's going to have around three touchdowns, and Goskowski is going to get his op- get his opportunity to kick some field goals. But I'm going to go with the Titans 27 and the Jags 19. 27, 19. I'm going 35. I'm going 35, 17 this game. I hope you're more right than I am. Yeah, I'd love to see them just come out and just put it to them and really start to get things clicking after you've kind of had what, I mean, for a lot of people, it's kind of like a preseason game and the fact that it's the first time you're able to get out there with your guys, go up against an actual opponent. And so it kind of gets into the, the rest first rust debate. But I think you could easily say that the Titans were very, very rusty. And so are they able to shake that off and get things firing on all cylinders as we go into week two? And then after, I mean, after this, this game in Jacksonville, you do have a tough stretch coming up. If you yeah. look at the Titans after this week, you got to play at Minnesota. And, I mean, I know they got beat by Green Bay, but that's still a really good team. They were still able to put up some points. And then, you know, after you play them, you go back home and you're hosting the Steelers, which they look pretty good on Monday night. That defense, that another good. stingy defense. Big Ben outrushed Saquon Barkley. Did you ever think you'd see no, that? never thought so, Not in a million years. You know what they're going to try to do to Derrick Henry there. And then after that, you get another home game, but you're hosting the Bills, and they got another stingy defense. So these defensive fronts that you're going to be having to play after the Jacksonville, it's going to be an uphill battle. So you need to make sure whenever you get the ones that you know for a fact you're more talented than the other team, you walk away with the win. The Titans, I predict that they're 2-0 and by the next by the time we talk again, Denard, and we're getting ready to head up to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Well, I tell you what, they, that's why I said you got you to get this game. This is a division game. A lot of coaches will always say a division game, that's like two games, you know, so you need to get that because you got a tough stretch. You know, Minnesota is not an easy place to play. I don't care with or without a crowd. But this is a game I truly believe, and Coach Jeff Fisher used to always say this. He used to say, you got to get it. There's no guarantees in the National Football League, and there's no such thing as an easy game. But there's some times where you just know that you're more dominant than another team. And if you don't take advantage of that, that can actually hurt you down the line. This Jacksonville team, they're, they're scrappy, but they're young, and they have youth. And when you, you're like that, where you have scrappy, young, and youth, like I played on a team like that when I first got to Nashville, sometimes they find a way to lose. But then if you give them just a little bit of a crease, they will find a way to get you. And that is one of the worst things that happen to a team where you know that you're better. So I know that's one of the emphasis that Coach Brabel is telling his team is, listen, we're on the cuffs for something really great here. Okay? Look at the way we played last night. Even though that game was 16 to 14, there was 10 points, 26. It could have been we could have put up more points than that. But that was just our first outing. So if, if that's our base and we're going to build on that, Jadavion Clowney said it best. It can only get we're, – we're only getting better, you know. And so what you got to do is you build on that first game. You take whatever weaknesses that you had. I mean, I'm sure when they watch that film, they probably say, hey, there's a lot of things that we could have done better. So you improve on that. 
and it doesn't matter who you plan, but just the fact that this second game is a division game, always remember, if you're going to win in this league, if you're going to, we talked about this earlier when we, when we first started podcasting, is you got to take care of your home field. You got to take care of your home field. Every time you step in that stadium, you got to protect your home. And if you can do that, guess what? It helps you down the line. So when you get down in that, that meat of the uh, schedule, when you're talking about in, in November and December, you don't want to look back and say, oops, I wish we would have got that game. That's the worst thing to do because you don't know what's going to happen down the line. We didn't see this coming last year in Tennessee. I mean, especially after the Denver game last year where they lost, was 0-16 to 16 down in, in Denver. Yep. But, again, you, you don't know what's going to happen. But when you know you got a team like this right now that's explosive, you got the experience, you got all the pieces in place, you got to go get it. That's the way it is. If you don't go get it, it will cost you. So they know. That's what Coach Vrabel's saying. We got to get this. We got to build on this, get better. Hey, we left 10 points. Hey, let's, we know if we're better than that, let's put up another 15 or 20. That's why I say I'm giving them 35 this week. All very valid points. But that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.